All right. Very good. Uh, hey, guys, you're listening to and watching Amateur Radio Roundtable. It's a show about uh, shortwave, about ham radio, amateur radio, and electronics, and all that kind of good stuff here. Hey, uh, if you're out there listening on WBCQ tonight on International Shortwave, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to tom at w5kub.com, tom at w5kub.com. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us where you are and how you're here in the station. It's coming to you from uh, Monticello, Maine. That's right up on the Canadian border there in Maine and uh, running relatively low power. It's a, not a high power uh, station. We're on the transmitter runs about 50,000 watts. So, uh, you know, but we still get out and we still have fun on shortwave. Uh, so send us that email. Hey, if you will, if you will, hit the subscribe button. It's right right over here somewhere, right right there. Subscribe button is right here. Hit that subscribe button. That'll help us uh, to get YouTube to, uh, you know, show our show to other people that are looking for uh, similar subjects and everything. Uh, I, our Facebook group, is, we've got 14,000 hams in our Facebook group now. It's called W5KUB. Join it. It kind of follows the show, but it also is just ham radio and every other thing that goes with ham radio. Uh, so it's just a great place, and uh, uh, you have a good time if you can join it there. So just just key in W5KUB right there in the uh, uh, Facebook search, and you'll uh, you'll get there. Also, uh, let's see uh, podcast if you're out there again hey you know what i like getting notes i like getting emails from our podcast listeners we've got a lot of listeners out there uh that tune in just for our audio podcast they don't watch the video they don't listen to shortwave but uh they tune into the podcast audio either download it or listen to it online and they can do that day or night any day of the week and uh uh, I usually have that show loaded by the next day after our live show. But if you're out there and you're listening on a podcast, uh, I really need to hear from you. I'd like to, to hear who you are, where you are. Are you driving? Are you on vacation? Are you at work? You know, uh, those kind of things. Just would love to hear from you. I don't hear too much from the people out there, but occasionally I get a note when I ask for someone to uh, reply to me. So, hey, uh, be, be sure and do that. And, um, uh, looking forward to uh, reading your email. Now, <clears throat> tonight, tonight is basically a question and answer with Glenn and me, and we're going to use the chat. We're going to make you guys work tonight. Now, I do have, I do have quite a number of things here that I've got here. A lot of news in ham radio, uh, and a lot of news about uh, various things we're going to be talking about in and out. But the the uh, I guess the format of the show tonight, I, I would like to make it question and answer with Glenn and Tom. So uh, put your uh, put your questions in the chat room. <clears throat> Glenn's going to help watch that, and uh, we will uh, we'll try to answer your questions. You know, and uh, uh, let's just have some fun tonight. Uh, hello, back to Ray. Hey, I see Ray there. K five U Z Z. You know, I ran into Ray on forty meters, I think, one night a couple years ago. And uh, Ray found out about the show, and ever since then, Ray has been tuning into the show, and man, he's one of our faithful followers there. So, hey, Ray, how you doing, man? Uh, K5UZZ. Uh, what's the shortwave frequency? Okay, the uh, the shortwave frequency is 7490 kilohertz, 7490 kilohertz, but 
Our show is on Thursdays from 5 to 7. This show will be heard on Thursday, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time on WBCQ. We used to run it live. Uh, occasionally, we'd have technical issues. Uh, we'd have other issues that it just didn't work out really good. Uh, plus, uh, programming on the radio station got changed, and we got bumped a little bit, a half an hour. And uh, to try to keep the show together, I mean, we had an option. We could do we could do uh, an hour of the show, and then we could do the second hour of the show, uh, you know, later. But I wanted to keep it all together. And uh, what we decided to do was just to uh, uh, run the uh, run the show on Thursday afternoons between five and seven p.m. Eastern time. So that's when you'll hear it there. Oh, uh, let's see. Any other questions? Keep the questions coming in, guys. Uh, we want to we want to uh, answer your questions tonight. Now, how you doing, Glenn? And are you able to answer questions tonight, Glenn? Um, if I answered that, that'd be answering a question. Well, that is a question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess so. How many legs does a multiplication table have? Well, that depends on how many squares it has. Legs does a multiplication. I didn't know it had legs, does it? Well, a multiplication table. Oh, a multiplication table. Oh, I, I get it. I get it. Mark <laughs> Mark P tried to uh, pull one over me there, but uh, yeah, 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 uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, well, we won't take any more questions from Mark tonight. Hey, <laughs> you, man, you looking all refreshed and great. You must have got a good night's sleep, man. You got a grin on you and everything. Actually, it wasn't too bad. Uh, I've been working from home while the cat recovers. Uh, she's doing well. The vet saw her yesterday and says she has one more week of the cone, but doing okay. But yeah, it's a lot easier when you're not worrying about it day and night. And uh, she's now turned loose in the other room, so she's no longer totally caged. So that that's an improvement. And like I say, I've been staying home, so I've been not having to get up early and drive to work. So that's that's a lot easier. Well, that's good, man. You look refreshing, everything, man. Hey, if we get a lot, hey, we may get so many questions tonight, we may be on here till midnight. Oh, that'll be fine. I don't have any. I don't. You know, I'm not going into work until next Tuesday. I work from All home. All right. Well, let me tell you a secret, man. I slept till ten o'clock yesterday. Ten o'clock, man. That's normally a little later than I normally sleep. You know, I'm, I'm up about I'm up about eight thirty, nine o'clock. You know, but people might say, "Why you sleep so late?" Well. We're kind of late nighters around here, Glenn. We, man, we stay up. We're on the internet and we're watching TV till two o'clock in the morning, man. So you know, that would be me if I didn't have yeah. to go to work and get up at five a.m. This is why I can't wait to retire. First thing I'm going to do is sleep until noon. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's fun, man. You know, yeah, you, you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it when you retire there. Oh, I can't wait. It's it's coming, but now I've got a vet bill to pay off that's probably more expensive than your amplifiers. So, Well, you should have got that animal should insurance. insurance. Should you have. Get, the, you get the insurance, man, you know. And, hey, you know, uh, what was this? Uh, you need the life insurance, too, for the life end. You know, I mean, the final expenses. Uh, I, I hear, well, let me tell you. I heard on the radio just well it was this past year. Somebody was talking on the radio uh, on on uh, FM about a cat and it needed a new hip. 
and it was going to cost something like five thousand dollars for you know get a new hip for this cat and uh the guy says well i'll just get me another cat you mm -hmm. know so i know the feeling yeah so oh, I, here here they go with the joke questions they're not asking technical questions let's see we got a joke question Let, let's see yeah, what's what's stronger than steel but can't handle the sun well let me look at it wait a minute and the multiplication i see the multiplication table i don't see that question you know what's high in the middle and round on both ends wait a minute i don't see that question oh it's it's mark mark asked this one what is stronger than steel but can't handle the sun is that before the multiplication table after andy mine was closer to six seven thousand dollars it didn't that i didn't get that i didn't get that chat yeah uh look mm. at 2014 51. okay well i go 2014 50 to 2014 56. Uh, your your time is different than mine then so but something was going on during that time it says w5kb sets mode to plus z and plus i and plus w i don't know what's going on yeah anyway that's all right but the question is what is stronger than steel but can't handle the sun strong and steel well now, since that message went to you i think you're gonna have to answer oh, i don't that. have it i don't have a chance because you know the only thing i could do with it if it can't handle the sun i'd say it has to go on at night kryptonite maybe i don't know nah. can't handle the sun can't stronger handle. than steel but can't handle the sun let me think about that oh yeah okay it's ice stronger than steel is ice stronger than steel well that's what he claims i'm not sure yeah i'm not sure we'll, you know what maybe we'll uh, in a lab over here maybe next week we'll test yeah, that we'll i'll test get that. some steel i'll get us a steel beam and i'll get some ice and we'll see which one we can break you know yeah i hit it with i hit it with a hatchet you know and see yeah. see which one to break here okay the other one he did you know i actually had the answer <clears throat> to that one what is high in the middle and round on both ends and that's ohio All right, I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I come on, Let, let's make these technical <clears throat> questions, man. No, all right, not, not all right. These. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. We're gonna leave the joke questions for people in the chat room. We won't answer too many more of those. Okay. All right. So uh, let, let's see what's going on here. Okay. So good. You're about ready to retire. You you're still working on your book. The cat's doing okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've been working my tail off on the book. I've finishing up a project uh, right now. Um, can't even remember. Oh, yeah. Um, gonna gonna finish that one and probably start a new one here this weekend. And so the projects are rolling right along and we're on time to get that one delivered. And then I'm going to take a break that you know, this one is due on the first of October. And I'm going to take a little break and relax and that'll probably be about the time I retire as well. So just Retire, right. you know, take a world cruise, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, I've taken a number of cruises. I, I really enjoy them. Yeah. Hey, uh, okay. Let's see. Uh, let's see if I'm working now. All right. All right. All right. Uh, boy, I'm getting a lot of stuff coming in now. Boy, a lot of stuff. 
Yeah. Find square K. Okay. So what's the square? Uh, what happened? Line? What happened was it said my ID was already in use or something. I don't even think I was online. Let's see. Bounced Chess. in and out of the chat room. Uh, yeah, I got bounced out. Got bounced out. Okay, hey, you will be going to the, uh, Huntsville. That's coming in. That's going to be here soon. I will be doing a presentation in Huntsville. I haven't quite decided what I'm going to do, <clears> but it will be roughly Arduino-based for sure. All right, well, good, good. Hey, I'm thinking about bringing the band back together. Do you want to join us with the band uh, uh, there in uh, Huntsville? Mm, I'm I'm not band material. Well, I mean, you've, you've seen our videos of our band, right? Yeah, I'm uh, not I mean, band you, material. You, you would fit, you would fit in okay. You'd fit I could in. be well, the drum. Oh, uh, yeah, you, you'd fit in okay. Um, well, well, I, I I'm really seriously considering bringing the band back together when we go to Huntsville. Uh, well, which which we'll, song were you talking about doing? Well, I don't know yet. We we usually let Richard Stubbs pick the song because you had a good one. A few months ago, I think that you were well, talking about doing. Well, well, the first one we did as a group was "Bad to the Bone." Yeah, "Bad to the Bone." But you know, and then the last one—what was the last one we did? Uh, 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 man, I don't even remember. Oh, now. I can't remember. I don't yeah. remember now. I don't remember. So you're gonna have to play that video. Yeah, yeah, gonna have to. And I, hey, that reminded me—I was gonna look at here. I got so oh, right, right here. Look at this, guys. Let me dig them out while I'm thinking about it. And I, I might oh, that's right. That's right. <clears throat> Soul Man. Soul so, Man. So, uh, Soul Man. Soul Man. Right, let's see. There we go. There we go. That's Soul Man. Uh, this one right here. You can you can get, if anybody wants this, uh, uh, regular forty nine ninety five, but it's on sale right now for two ninety nine. This is a, this is a Amateur Radio Roundtable Band. Uh, this is Soul Man here, and then we had, uh, oh, here's our first album right here. This is uh, Bad to the Bone right here. <laughs> Bad to the Bone, and uh, this this is a pretty good one here, too. What's the price on this? $19.95 for Bad to the Bone. It still, it still pulls quite a bit of money there, uh, but anyway, uh, hey, we may just bring a bunch of these to, uh, uh, to, to um, Hustle and, you know, maybe we can make a killer on them, you know. Yeah, there you go. We're we're due for a new new uh, song, and uh, it, you know, get the if I can get the band together. The problem is, it's it's like pulling teeth to get the band together. Yeah. Hey, so so uh, Huntsville, we're talking about Huntsville. Huntsville's uh, Hamfest, Huntsville, Alabama. You know, the thing I hate about Twitter and stuff, people post and they say, oh, we're you know. Uh, we're getting, uh, you know, hail, hail the size of softballs, but they don't put where they are, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and, you know, uh, come to the, uh, you know, come to the, uh, XYZ ham fest. It's going to be great this year. Well, where's XYZ ham fest? So I need to start saying when we talk about Huntsville, we got a lot of viewers here. That don't know where what state Huntsville's in, and I imagine if you do a lookup, Huntsville's in a bunch of states. But oh, yeah. the Huntsville Ham Fest is going to be in Huntsville, Alabama. All right, and I think Brent. I think I saw Brent was going to be there this year. He's got him a room over to Hall, uh, well, Marriott or somewhere. 
uh, next door. So I'm glad to see him getting there. So, hey, that's going to be uh, somewhere around uh, late August. August. Uh, it's like the 18th. Here, I'll look the 18th it up real quick. or something like that. That's, uh, you know what? That's only eight weeks away, isn't it? Let's see. Uh, that's June, scary. July. That's only eight weeks away, man. That's getting scary. So. Wow, yep. that's closer. That's closer than I thought. So we're going to see all you guys down at Huntsville. We'll have a lot of we'll have a lot of uh we'll have a lot of prizes for you and everything there too. Yeah, speaking it's August of nineteenth and twentieth. Yeah. Wow. Hey, speaking of Ham Fest, uh, Hamvention uh, put out their numbers. They said they had thirty three thousand plus. 33,000 plus, which was, I think, a, a new record for them, probably. Uh, hey, and Hamcation, Hamcation, uh, they put out their numbers. Hamcation wasn't too far behind. They had 21,830. So, uh, you know, uh, man, is getting on up there in size. Yeah, when it like uh, 33,100. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, that's that was quite impressive, and you know, not at any point it never felt like that many. You didn't feel crowded. the 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 venue is just that spread out that you could tell there were a lot of people there, but you just didn't feel it. You weren't closed in. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, they got plenty of room. Just like, well, I I think, well, I think they got more room than uh, Hamvention has now. Down to down in Orlando. I mean, that's a big place. That's a big place, man. Yeah, I don't know. I'd say the size is just about the same, really. It could when you, be. Yeah. When you take into account the flea market areas. Can you imagine trying to walk around and see all that? that uh, I be, did. That'd be almost impossible, man. But no, uh, I walked every inch of that whole uh, thing. Man. It's well, uh, on. Uh, what was it? Friday, I walked 4.7 miles, and on Saturday, I walked 2.8. Well, you know, hey, both of them are getting big. 20, 21,000, 32,000, they're both pretty big. Uh, yeah. Now, Huntsville's not near as big. Huntsville is up. Huntsville's about maybe 5,000, 6,000, maybe. But it's really a good one to go to. I mean, I rated up there really high. You'll really enjoy it. Yes. Uh, you know, like you're, like at Dayton or wherever, when when you when you're trying to look at something that's raining on you or it's, you know, it's cold, you know, you can't look as long. But boy, at Huntsville, you can stand right there in that air condition, and you can look at that thing as long as you want to, man. So well, that's the cool thing about Huntsville is there's no weather mm. issues. <laughs> I mean, there have been years where it was you know outside it was like you were in an oven, and inside you're just cool and comfortable. Uh, if you stay at the Embassy Suites, you know, you're just short walk from there to the Ham Fest. And, I mean, I love it. I'm booked at the Embassy Suites this year, and I just can't wait. Um, you know, and I've got a new I've got a new forum <clears throat> I want to put together. It's all going to be dependent on on time. Eight weeks, man, that's, that's going to come here in no time. I can't believe yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. Now, Woo. there's a couple things in the chat room. Um Bill, um, yeah, I was going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that next. The uh, Great Plains Super Launch and mm -hmm. High Altitude Balloon Conference is coming up this Friday. 
down at the uh, University of Alabama Huntsville campus there. Saturday morning, they're going to launch seven or more balloons flying all kinds of ham radio payloads. They're going to launch both the big uh, weather balloons and also some Pico balloons. So uh, that'd be uh, interesting if you can get down to Huntsville uh, to uh, to see that and take in some of the, the forums and speeches and meet the people. That would be great. You can go down there. Um, are we doing field day? Clifton asked if we're doing field day. Uh, I don't, let me ask you first. Glenn, are we doing field day? Well, you might be able to. I've got other things <clears throat> going on that day. So I'm probably not going to be able to do it this year. Oh, man. I well, okay. Go. Well, I'm going to go. I'll probably go to the Memphis field day. Uh, uh, they have three of the local clubs, I think, uh, gets together to put on uh, the Memphis one. Yeah, uh, I'll it. probably I'll take the camera out there and and we'll do some video of of uh, of it. Uh, uh, it wasn't really exciting last year; didn't have much video. But uh, that reminds me, <clears throat> that reminds me, guys. Uh, we mentioned it last week. If you want us to spotlight or highlight or spotlight your ham radio uh, event field day, your club or whatever. Or, hey, even if you're just going out, you and a friend are doing field day somewhere, make a video, send it to us, maybe a, maybe a five-minute video, you know, and uh, send us a video, and we'll have it, because I do want to do field day on on the Tuesday night show to show people uh, some of the fun that some people have around here. And, uh, hey, don't forget to show uh, the food, the cooking. You know, I want to see all the... Uh, I want to see all the steaks cooking and the pork chops cooking, hot dogs, all that. Boy, I'm getting hungry already. Man, already. Yeah. Well, the uh, the hunt the uh, Olive Branch and Hernando clubs are going to be <clears> down <throat> at the Hernando Point campground south of me, and then the Memphis clubs are going to be there at the Germantown Park. So um, those those are the local yeah. choices this year. They're not going to be at the Olive Branch Park this year. Yeah, now Memphis moved uh, last year or year before. I, 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 I used to go up to see them. They were out there right off Pike. Uh, what is it? Poplar Pike. Poplar Pike right there, you know, by the train tracks. But they moved. I went out there a couple years ago, and they weren't there. And I said, where are they? But they're up, uh, you know, where Excelsior, Excelsior or whatever that street is, Excelsior. It goes north there. There's a park up there. That's where they moved to. All right, so. Again, uh, we'd like to get you on here, take your smartphone, do some video for us. And if you'd like to come on, just send it to us, send it to me. I'll get get it on the show. And uh, we will uh, also, if you'd like to come on the show and just talk about your video, we'd love to have you there. Hey, uh, here's, a, here's a note right here, man. Oklahoma repeater destroyed by fire. And this was one of their... Uh, Skywarn repeaters, boy, they really, you know, down in uh, southern Oklahoma, I lived out there for a couple years, southern Oklahoma, at Altus, Oklahoma, and that was Tornado Alley. We had 18 tornadoes one night there at, at our house, and uh, so this uh, repeater is down in southern Oklahoma, Skywarn, the Red Cross, and other emergency communications groups are all involved with it. But listen to this, a controlled burn got out of control. 
and was responsible for the destruction of the W5 BLW repeater. Not sure you can call it a controlled burn if it's out of control. Yeah. So a let me rephrase this news news flash. A out of control burn <laughs> was apparently responsible for the destruction of the W5 BLW repeater in southern Oklahoma. So there you go, folks. Watch those uncontrollable burns. You know. And I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's a burn or a scrape right there. I think it's a scrape. It looks like a burn, but I think it's a scrape. I would right. say it's a scrape because it wasn't yeah. hot enough to burn you yet. Yeah. It was the yeah, other yeah. day, but not not yeah. recently. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I was putting those lights in and I had a I had a I had a circuit turned on. It's just twelve volts, you know, twelve volts, but it's AC. And I didn't think I'd get much zap from 12 volts, but I think that AC got me. I got down in one of those holes and got across that wire, and uh, I felt the AC, let me tell you. So, I don't know. Typically, 12 volts don't bother me, but I think yeah. 12 volts BC, 12 volts BC don't bother me. But I think 12 volts AC, you, you get down in where the ground's moist, it might uh, kind of yeah. bother you. Well, I you think know. there you go. It's the ground is moist, so you lowered your yeah. resistance. Yeah, yeah. You know, there, yeah. there was a big controversy over which is more dangerous, DC or AC, and I don't think they ever truly resolved that. Oh, well, I, I think I think DC, and I think AC, well, I, no, I think AC is. Edison I, I, was trying to convince the world that AC was more dangerous and put out his DC for power. Yeah, was that, that was who, Emerson or? Edison. No, who was it? Edison, I'm, I'm Edison. Wasn't, it, wasn't it Edison and Tesla? Uh, not Correct. Tesla. Tesla, yeah. they Tesla were an was argument. AC and Edison was DC. Yeah, but you know, you know the AC. What we're on the subject, AC is the only way to go, man. I mean, that's the only way you can get it across the country. You can't yeah. step up. You can't step up DC with a transformer. Right, and that you know, of course, you got to remember that was the early days of understanding power transmission. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, AC is definitely the answer, you know, because of, you know, just the ability to step it up and down and that the current load goes with that accordingly. So a, a power line that big around can carry 30, 40,000 amps at 100,000 volts. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nothing now, man, around 138,000 volts down the wire down and yeah, across the country there, you know, so hey, that's kind of cool, man. So, Watch these uncontrolled burns. Let's see what do we got here. Hey, news flash guys. What do you think about this, Glenn? Uh, vacuum tube manufacturing is making a comeback in the United yes. States. Yes, mainly for um, the audio amplifiers. They've yep. they've come back <laughs> full circle and have decided that that warm sound, that audio warmth sound coming out of tubes is better than the sharper semiconductor. And we knew that early on in the transistor world. Well, and it's kind of like a, vinyl versus CDs. Yeah, I'm not a, uh, I don't know why my chat room is not scrolling. Uh, so I'm not a real audio buff. Uh, I don't go in for all this, uh, you know, uh, uh, AM broadcast quality on uh, 80 meters and stuff like that. I mean, you know, I, I don't even know how. So when I hear, you know, a hundred watt uh, transistor amp versus a hundred watt tube amp, I, I I don't know if I could tell a difference. I might could if it were side by side, but you know, to me, the music's the music, and both sound pretty good. But yeah, you're right. Uh, 
the tubes for uh, amplifiers uh, is one of the things driving this. It says hams and musicians basically uh, are the are the the customers, you know, for the uh, for these tubes. Yeah, yeah. They have a distinctive sound. Um, you know, and, and for, for years now, you know, tubes have been manufactured mostly in Russia and China. And I don't think we can count on Russia or China that much longer, man, to give us everything right. that we want, you know. Exactly. Or, or, or what we know. And, and I, hey, I'm worried about one thing, man. You know, the medicine you give your cats, that comes from China, man. And if China just wanted to cut us off, they could cut us off with cat medicine just like that, man. Oh, it's not just cat medicine. It's darn near everything. I mean, they could cut us off just like that, and we would be in bad shape. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that we can bring back, you know, a lot of things in this country, uh, you know, like medicine and uh, what chips, solid state stuff, and and tubes, especially tubes here. So that's pretty good. Let me see. What's yeah, I was reading something about. There's another process that's very complex and involved. And uh, there's only one place over in Europe that can really do it. And these machines are just multi-million dollar machines. And there's only like four or five of them in the world. And they're trying yeah. to get them back over to the United States. Uh, I, I want to say it's the, uh, the very, very, very small uh, chip manufacturing machines to, to cut two nanometer uh, transistors is what I believe it was. You know, uh, don't have anything there. There, there are actually individuals that make tubes. Yes, I mean, they, they blow the glass and seal it and vacuum pump it and all that stuff. Uh, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know what to what success they have. You know. Well, there are some that that do their own tubes, and again, it falls back to that audio uh, for music and, and everything. It's just got a better sound quality. Uh, for that, and they they prefer the tubes, and if they have to, they'll make their own. And it's also kind of like you know, why do we build things? You know, let's see if I can do this and do, do yep. it myself. Yeah. yeah hey, so I see Ron. I see Ron here. K nine ID Ron and uh, boys. Hey, he's gonna be at, He's gonna be there at uh, Huntsville. If you need your hat and shirts made, uh, go by and see Ron there at Huntsville and. Uh, uh, he'll uh, he'll do it up for you. He's got a big operation. I, boy, I mean, I never saw him turning out so many hats and shirts last year. There, I mean, oh, they, he was they, he was busy at Dayton and in Orlando. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Ron, Ron uh, they're always good there. Uh, they usually uh, give us some prizes to give out on uh, uh, our webcast. So, uh, Ron, we'll be asking you for some more hats, man. Uh, when we do Huntsville, so uh, get them ready there. Oh, let's see. My chat room is not uh, is not moving. Let's see. Extra field day bonus. Let's see. Nope. There's it's scrolling for me just fine. Ron says yeah. no problem. Well, I may need to get it all the way to the end. It may be I'm just so far up. Yeah. yeah. Ron uh, says no no problem on the hats. So he's got you covered. <laughs> Mark says 10,000 volts AC is the same as 10,000 volts DC. Yeah. I don't know. I, maybe, I don't know. I, I, it is virtually the same. I mean, really, yeah. you know. I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm going to think about that. I, I tell you what, you, you need to do an experiment, but I kind of don't think you need to do it at 10,000 volts. I mean, there's little circuits that we can put together to get that 10,000 volts. I mean, uh, do you ever watch Electro Boom? You know who I'm talking about? I think so, yeah. yeah. Get shocked and jumps and stuff. And he does a lot of this stuff, uh, you know, 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 volts. And he's always getting shocked. And, uh, Not me. Uh, the, hey, the last video I saw, he had this Jacob's Ladder. Uh, you know, it had two wires that went up like this. Jacob's letter, and he had like 30,000 volts on it. And it fell over on him. It fell over, and he grabbed it. And, oh, you should have saw it, man. Anyway. No, no, I'll pass. I've seen those anyway, things. Anyway, he grabbed it, and uh, that's when the fireworks started, man. He, uh, yeah. he should not have tried to grab it there. Let's see. All right. ACDC just knocks you away. Yeah. Well, I tell you, yeah, I'm now, trying to get to the end. I'm trying to get to the end here. Uh, well, here's a here's thought from Mike, and that's RMS voltage is the same, but the actual AC would be a third higher than the DC volts. Yeah. Well, well I tell means, you, you know, I tell how you, do you uh, feel it? Do you feel the RMS or do you feel the peak to peak? Oh, uh, you, 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 well, I, I'm not sure what you feel. I want to tell you something. When I was a uh, probably 16 years old, I, I was building a lot of electronic stuff. You know, I came from having access to all things electronic. My, my uncle had a TV shop. I've talked about this before. And, you know, he was probably the only TV repairman in the entire county. And he probably had 75 or 100 junk TVs. And... They're all the chassis were sitting out, turned on their side. And boy, you needed a hundred K resistor. You go there and just clip it out, clip out a capacitor. You want to, you want to, you know, a, 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 a can capacitor you can mount. There they are. You know, you want to transform off a color TV that it put out, you know, uh, you know, 12, 1300 volts center tapped, you know, uh, a pretty high current. There it is right there on the color TV. In fact, I built amplifiers with that, but, I had this power supply there at one time in my house. And, you know, back then, nobody had these third, three-prong plugs. Everything was two-prong plugs mm -hmm. back then. And even though, even though this chassis had a transformer in it to isolate things, you know, it had a transformer in it, and it upped the voltage to, like, 450 volts and probably six, six volts for the filament and a B-plus and so forth. <sighs> I must have, and I can remember today, man, and I'm so thankful. I touched that chassis with both my hands. Now, I may have been barefooted. Now, in my room, we had tile floors. We didn't have carpet. I'm guessing it's possible I could have been barefooted, but I, I touched that chassis, Glenn, and I could not turn loose of it. I remember this. I could not turn loose, and I backed up. And it fell, it fell off of me. And I went for a walk after that just because it was a life-changing experience. Mm -hmm. And I was probably 16 years old when, when that happened, you know. So I, I don't, man, I don't know. That was, a, that was a tough shock. That was probably the worst shock I ever got. And I, I would imagine somehow 
I'd imagine somehow it had to be an AC and none of the DC components in there. I, I, that chassis, I, although the, the the AC should not have been hooked to the chassis, you know, not with that transformer in there. So I don't know. I don't well, know. you know, they, you know, if the polarity, you know, polarity was wrong, you'd have a hot chassis at 110. Well, AC. not not really. Not most things. They have a transformer. The chassis is isolated. But you know, like the yeah, old. Actually, the old yeah. Hallicrafters S38 was a hot chassis. So a lot of those. Oh yeah, I, and especially these five tube hot chassis. These, these five tube receivers and stuff. You know, these home receivers. They're all hot chassis. And you're right. You turn that, you turn that uh, plug over backwards. And back then, the plugs weren't even polarized. You they turn it over and plug it in, plug it was... in backwards. And you know, hey, you pull the knob off that radio and touch that shaft. You're gonna man, get zapped. You, you you'll get zapped there. Yeah yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I remember the key on my HW16, you know, um, it was a grounded grid keyer. And if you touched the wrong terminal, you would get zapped. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think my my shock story is I got zapped by a color TV uh, flyback transformer. Yeah, happened, happened you know, to be rooting around back in there, and it arced onto my arm and sent me across the room. Yeah, well, that'll make you jerk. And I, hey, over my span of teenage years, I changed a bunch of picture tubes out in TVs, helping my uncle. You uh, I could even, I could even change them. I could even change them out myself. And and hey, hey, you want to get a little bit of higher voltage? You go to a color TV. Exactly. Uh, I think it had a little bit of higher voltage, but. Uh, you learn real quick, man. You take that screwdriver and alligator clip, and you stick it under that you little suction sure cup. You, yeah, you should make and sure you grab yeah, that thing. Yeah, you just kind of listen for that spark there, you know. Yep. Yeah. yeah. People these days don't know how good they've got it when you've got nothing but 5 volts USB powering everything. Yeah, you know, things are so much safer today. I mean, everything's safer today, Glenn. Everything. Yeah. It's well, amazing. I mean, it's amazing how we grew up and we made it, you know? Yeah. You know, I mean, oh, man, you know, like, Glenn, I mean, I, hey, I watched my my Arkansas State Police, uh, you know, pit maneuvers and stuff at 140 miles an hour. And and every now and then uh, the car rolls, it turns over and it rolls, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, most of the time, most of the time, there are a few fatalities, but most of the time. The person walks out of that car unscratched, and mm -hmm. I saw I saw one the other night. The car was actually cut in half. I have to I'll save that in for you, Glenn. The car <laughs> was cut in half. Now the lady was she was taken to the hospital. She was groaning and hurting. But uh, what I'm going to say is things have changed. You're talking about the five volts now. Things are pretty safe, man. You know, I'm not going to pick up a five volt chassis and get electrocuted here. You know, no, that was the thing back in the day when I first started out in the field. Uh, one of my earlier jobs was, you know, started out on the the mini computers, and my gosh, we didn't have a voltage higher than 12 volts, and I'm like, I can't kill myself reaching my hand inside this thing. You know, and that's that was yeah. actually a consideration back then. Mark's talking about the worst burn is the RF burning. When I was in college, I should have been studying in college, but instead I was in the floor of my dorm room building transmitters. And I had my, uh, I had a 150 watt transmitter I kept under the bed there. And I had it out, it was out of case. And somehow I got my little finger up next to that parasitic 
uh, suppressor that goes to plates of those, I think it was 6146s. And somehow, boy, it burnt to the bone. I mean, it just went, it went through the skin. It burnt to the bone and it did hurt. Oh, yeah. That That's a shock that stays with you. Whereas another, you know, a non-RF shock is shocking and it's over with, you know. No, uh, I mean, you can a, see the RF burn literally charge your skin. Yeah. So, hey, yeah. my friend, uh, Ross W5ZNW from Altus, Oklahoma zone. You know, I, I, I've got memories of two places. That's my memories of my college days over at Russellville, Arkansas, and my memories of being in Altus, Oklahoma in the Air Force. And I, well, I, when I when I first saw Ross on here a couple weeks ago, I thought he, I, 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 my mind thought he was in Russellville, growing up, but he was in Altus, and he he corrected me. Uh, so uh, yeah, Ross says uh, when he was twelve, he built a Jacobs ladder power source from a neon light display. I bet they had a lot of current. Those neon light displays aren't aren't light you know no those were usually like ten thousand volts and yeah some pretty decent current yeah you know that's what we used to build jacob's ladders and electronics yeah. class so yeah those were some hefty devices well that would be a tough shock i think well uh, you know i i don't guess they're making are they still making a lot of uh neon lights now or you think stuff's going more solid state what do you I think? think it's i think it's all going led and solid state yeah. now yeah I mean, they're even doing stadium lighting with with high power leds so yeah well i yeah. want to know how can they make one of those big tv screens work it's like 100 feet across man i have no idea that's got to be that's got to be some screen man i don't know bunch of leds in it you should see the heat sinks that they use for those leds hey you know what i, I took one of my uh, old landscape lights that was no good uh i brought it in here opened it up it had one little led in it just one mm -hmm. and on the back it had this thing um it was about an inch long it was about a, a three eighths inch wide three eighths inch tall and an inch long silver it was on the back side of the board and i thought what what is this component you know is it like a transformer or something and i i, I screwed it and that was the heat sink off the back of that one little led man yeah yeah now it's it's yeah. amazing yeah oh let's see Uh, Bill Brown's talking about Gordon West sticking a pickle with two nails hooked to a key and a wall cord. Pickle would glow and smoke actually created RS static you can hear on the radio. Pickle-powered spark gap. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. The things we did in our younger years and got away with, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that haul us well, away. Hey, I don't know if any of my friends were on Russellville. My favorite eating place burned down last week. The Old South burned down last week. I won't say more about it. Hey, lose it or use it or lose it. Use the next uh, next item here. Use it or lose it, man. It says here the National Telecommunications Information Agency, which jointly uh, administers the U.S. spectrum for the FCC, 
They're working on a uh, national spectrum strategy with a goal of identifying at least 1,500 megahertz of spectrum that can be repurposed. They're looking for 1,500 1, megahertz of space. Man, that's pretty big. It's 1.5 gigahertz. That's a lot, and uh, they're looking for that. Now, a lot of our ham frequencies up in the UHF and higher bands, a lot of it is shared for government use. Uh, for instance, you know, our, what is it, our 2.4 band, you know, the, uh, the, the Wi-Fi band, it's shared, part of that it's shared with the ham band. So, uh, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure who gets priority over that. I guess the hams do on that one since they're licensed. But Actually, uh, the, hams tend to get the secondary allocations. Yeah, but uh, I imagine in this case, 1500 megahertz uh, to be repurposed for the growing demand for wireless applications and other advanced technology. Uh, the new spectrum bands for potential uh, repurposing uh, will spur competition and innovation for years to come. Let's see what it's for. The huge growth in connected vehicles. That's what it's for. They figure a vehicle is going to need bandwidth, you know. It's going to drive us down the road by itself, or, you know, you're going to have satellite communications, and you're going to have tracking, and you're going to have everything. So they need 1,500 megahertz of bandwidth uh, for vehicles here. Exactly. Heading to the moon. Another news flash heading to the moon here. Three of the four astronauts selected for next year's uh, uh, planned mission to orbit the moon are licensed hams. And uh, we'll see, you know, I mean, it's it's easy talking to the astronauts as they circle in the IIS. Not the IIS, International ISS. ISS. get that right. It's pretty easy talking to them, but uh, I wonder how it's going to be when they ham radio-wise as they uh, travel toward the moon. You know, we're talking 200,000 miles away, 220,000 miles away. So uh, that's going to be an interesting thing to uh, see how that works. Uh, but I'm up for trying to talk to them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just think it's cool that three of the four astronauts are hams. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, Russ says we used to carry four-foot fluorescent tubes to the 10,000-watt transmitter doghouse at night. Uh, they'd light up. Hey, when I was in Korea, and I had my ham radio station over there, I had a, a I put a vertical up on top of my barracks, and uh, I, somewhere I came up with like an eight-foot fluorescent tube, and I took it up there, and I think I taped it to the antenna. So when I transmitted the the uh, the, uh, the fluorescent tube would light up. Ah, uh, let's see, let's see. All right, hey, we're gonna take just a quick break. We'll be back in about sixty seconds, guys. Don't go away. Got cabin fever? Look no further. Spring is in the air, and ICOM has just what you're looking for. We have top quality base stations, mobiles, and handhelds that are perfect for working your favorite bands. ICOM's newest amateur FM transceiver is the IC V3500. With a compact body and simple interface, this radio is a must for those looking for a long-range mobile 
with a fresh look. The ICT-10 is a rugged portable that meets or exceeds standard military testing. With an IP67 waterproof rating, the ICT-10 can withstand any field activities ahead. Hear transmissions and listen to FM broadcasts with the loud 1500 milliwatt speaker. The ID-5100A is innovation and mobility taken to the next level. Designed from user input, the ID-5100 offers an intuitive user interface experience with an industry-leading touchscreen display. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. All right, we are back. Uh, let me just uh, throw out an announcement again to everybody out there. If you are out there listening on WBCQ, International Shortwave Station, would love to hear from you. You're listening on 7490 kilohertz. Send an email to tom at w5kub.com. We'd also like to invite you to join our live show on Tuesday nights just by going to w5kub.com. Uh, Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock p.m., and we have a chat room. You can join us, um, and you can watch our video. Join our Facebook group. Just key in W5KUB in the search bar. Join our Facebook group right right down here, right there. Click the uh, subscribe button. That's a great way to support us if you'll hit that subscribe button. Really like uh, like you to do that for us, if you will. Uh, let's see. Hey, let me give you an update. Update on... Uh, W5KUB 113. Uh, W5KUB 113 is now in its 250th day, and that's that's the path it took right there. We started off uh, from uh, western Tennessee. Uh, looks like we made about four trips around the world in the northern hemisphere, and then it then it went south through. Um, through Africa, and it stayed down in Antarctica ever since then. So you can see we've got a bunch of trips around uh, down uh, in Antarctica. It's been up 250 days. Uh, we call that one W5KB113 heavy because it's about three times the weight of uh, what we normally launch. Um, that one uh, has uh, redundant uh, two different uh, seven cell uh, solar cell panels uh, to try to help with uh, uh, low light uh, we also and also to give us a little bit more voltage and current we're also running a hundred milliwatt transmitter uh, on that one uh, so everything took took a little bit more space and more weight so we're we're over 20 grams flying there uh, w5kb 112 112 flew for 300, 320 days. I think it's still flying. Um, we had trouble with it since day one. We had a problem with the transmitter where we didn't get good reliable communications from it. Sometimes we might not hear from it for a couple of days at a time. Uh, and it, it was getting worse and worse. And after 320 days, it stopped transmitting. Now, we don't think it was coming down just because the altitude was still right at the top where it was when we launched it. So the altitude had not decreased any. 
So we really think 320 is still flying. It's probably, you know, it's probably going to make a year around, but we we just don't know. We're watching for three. We're watching for uh, 112 maybe to wake up any day and just send us a position. And if it'll send us a position, we'll know it's still flying. But it may not ever report back again. So uh, right now, uh, we're just uh, standing by here watching this one, W5KB113. It's been up 250 days today. Uh, it's got a ways to go. You know, it's got 70 days to go to, uh, to match the uh, record that we have on 112. Maybe this one will fly and transmit for a year. I don't know, but that's quite a long time to keep a balloon in the air, you know, 320 uh, days uh, up to a year. So that's kind of kind of where we are uh, with uh, 112. We're not we're not sending anything else up right now. I, it's getting so easy to put a balloon in the air. We can just about guarantee you on your first launch now if you put. If you if you do a certain thing, your balloon's going to go around the world. So it's getting so easy, uh, and it's getting a little boring. So we don't want to we don't want to put another one up right now. We're kind of waiting to think what we want to do next. Uh, we want to do something totally different. So we're uh, we're studying right now what we want to do. So anyway, that's our uh, status. That's our status on. Um, Let's see. That's our status on 113. Let me see if I can get Glenn back in here. Oh, I'm here. I'm trying to get you. I'm trying to get both of us in here. Hot on screen. Bill wants to know if you can email him that map of 113 flight path. Oh, uh, sure. Should be able to go to that URL there, Bill, and screenshot yeah. it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Let me show Bill where he can try to get it right now, this moment. I'm going to show you, Bill. I lost my camera. Let's see. Oop. Camera, video. All right, Bill, I'm going to show you something, Bill. I'm going to show you something. All right. I'll show you a simple way to get there, Bill. If you'll go to W5KUB, W5KUB.com, Bill, and, and if you will, I'm waiting for it. I don't know why it's not loading. All right, all right. Now, let's see, wrong one. Go to W5KUB, go to our Facebook, Bill, or not our Facebook, our website. Here we go. I, I'll get it here in a minute. I'll get it here in a minute. There we go. So I've got a link on our very first page, on our home page, Bill. If you look, if you look right here, see the mouse right there? It, it says, it says new, Balloon map. This is the balloon map that we developed uh, on our own server. So if you just click on new balloon map right here, that will bring up uh, the balloon map. And then over here in the box, click on balloons and and click on 113. Now right now 112 is only showing. So hit the refresh. Hit the refresh. Hit the refresh. Hit. Go back to the box here. Hit. Hit uh, balloons again and select 113, 113. And if you would, the second box down here where it says seven days, make that one year. Make that one year. There you go. 
And there you go. You got the map. Now I'm going to back out. I'm going to back out and you'll see it. Oop. All right. So there's there's the map right there, Bill. But I can't send you a picture of it, uh, Bill, if you if you need it. You can also put 112 in here. Let me put let me add 112 in here also. I'm going to put 112 in here. So uh, and it was 320 days. It was a lot longer. Let's see. One year. We're going to put it there. All right. Let's see if we get anything here. All right, Bill. So, Bill, if you look at this, we've got two balloons on there now. We've got the one. We got 112, which is the red, and we got 113, which is the green down here. So you can see both. You can actually put multiple balloons in here uh, to uh, to see it. But I'll uh, I'll send you I'll send you the pictures of that. Uh, I think it's done just a, a great. Uh, great job there. So we're going to hide there. Okay. Glenn's going to sleep on us. Everybody, everybody wake Glenn up. Yep. Bill, Bill. Four o'clock this morning. Bill, if you hit, uh, if you hit uh, refresh, you'll be able to get, you'll be able to get 113 in here. Just hit refresh for the map and it's a little, uh, it's got a little buggy uh, uh, thing to it, but it, it will work. You should be able to get it. All right. Hey, let's see. We talked about lose it or use it. Let's see. The 1500. We talked about that already, man. Have they mentioned what bands in particular they're looking at? They just need 1500 megahertz, man. Well, yeah, I don't know. Megahertz is 1.5 gigs. So I'm going to say it's going to have to be, you know, well, probably not five gig and higher. Probably not altogether. Uh, probably just pieces, you know. Yeah. But I mean, you know, they're, you know, the they're probably going to be the high microwave area. Yeah, I mean, it'd probably be VHF microwave. They may, they may uh, chisel out, you know, maybe some HF, you know, for something. I don't know. Uh, all right, FCC looks for input, guys, right here. Uh, the FCC is asking for amateur community to weigh in on the 60, 60 meter handband. Now. If you guys don't know what the 60 meter handband is, that's the five megahertz uh, band. I've, I've used it once or twice on my radios. There's not a position for the five megahertz band uh, on the ICOM radios. You got to go to memory, and uh, and you can pull it up that way. But um, so you know, right now U.S. amateurs are currently permitted to to run up to 100 watts uh, ERP. Uh, on on the um, 60 meter band, and that was through rules adopted through the uh, WRC 15. That's I, I think that's a World Radio Conference back in 2015. Uh, let's see, uh, the band for international rules adopted. Okay. It limits power to the equivalent of nine watts ERP. Now let's see. Let me read that again. U.S. Amateur is currently uh, permitted to use 100 watts effective radiated power on the bands, while international rules adopted by the WRC-15 limit power to only 9 watts of ERP on, on that band. So they're looking for um, they're looking for comments from hams. 
I guess you can find this on the uh, FCC page somewhere. So there's a number, and these, these uh, you can't use a VFO on 60 meters. Uh, these are all channels. Mm -hmm. For instance, 5351.5 through 5366.5. So um, these are actually channels. You can't use a VFO. And uh, I think we have seven channels. I think we have seven channels here in the U.S., and I, th I think they're... Or maybe more. I think there's four channels that uh, internationally does not have that we have. So I don't know there could be some changes coming up uh, with that. And that's the WRC. I think 23 comes up. The World Radio Conference, I think, maybe comes up every, what, five years or something. I don't know. Yeah, we're showing five channels on the, the five? chart. Okay, five. I think there's a few more channels which we probably do not have in this part of the world here. Right. Uh, okay. Bill, Bill said he got the map to work here. Okay. All right. Well, um, let's see. Let's see what else is going on. Oh, Saskatchewan. All right. So, uh, okay. The questions are starting to get slower. I don't know what's going on here. This is Q&A night with Tom and Glenn. Q&A night. So come on in here with your questions. Okay. Uh, W9TIT. Says he's on uh, 60 almost every night. I, I'm going to have to try to get on there and talk with Rich. Uh, that would probably be a good band to work uh, work him up here. He's in uh, Wisconsin. So that might be a good band from here to work. Five, well, that, five yeah. mega. well, that yeah. would be interesting because it's basically halfway between 40 and 80. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah, it would be interesting to try. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm waiting for a question. <laughs> waiting, waiting. I've already run out of my news, guys. We're out of news. Let's see. Well, maybe not. Let me look here. Oh, okay. I got more news. I got. I got more notes here. Am I going to have to start taking notes now? Yeah, I got more notes here. In fact, I got I must have had some pages stick together here. You know, hey, here's a good one. People are always complaining about this. Let me find it here. I see the Oklahoma repeater was destroyed. We've talked about vacuum tubes. Heading to the moon. Lose it. Well. All right. I, I don't have my I don't have my news here, but I know another topic. And you know, people are always talking about why didn't the FCC crack down on these people that that QRM and jam, uh, you know, uh, the bands and act crazy. Well, they kind of are. Uh, just recently, uh, N6PJB in California, uh, Bernie, California. He was fined $28,000 for interfering with a 75-meter net. Wow. 
Yeah. I can tell you that guy, you know, that guy right I mean, look at that call. N six peanut oh wait, that's peanut jelly and butter. Hey, there's where we went wrong right there. PJB. Yep. I thought it was I thought it was PBJ. So I I don't know, man, but uh he was fined twenty eight thousand dollars. That's uh, uh out on the public notice there. So I guess uh, uh and there's a lot of stuff that goes on at seventy five meters, but he was caught for not he was caught for interfering and also not identifying. So uh, that's uh, uh that's a, that cost him twenty eight thousand dollars. Yeah, it yeah. Make, makes you wonder, what are these people thinking when they do that? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Satellite launch. Uh, hey, this fall, Stanford is launching a couple of new satellites. And it's saying here that it's going to let hams actually take a picture from those satellites maybe send it back to them so you'll be able to 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 uh take a picture and somehow send it back to you now i don't know if there'll be a charge for that or not but um that's kind of unique nobody else has been doing that so yeah yeah Yeah, now that's another thing. I think didn't they increase the power that you can use for field day this year to two hundred watts? I don't know. Or did they do that last year as well? But I, I want to say you can. They've increased your your power capability from one hundred to two uh, to two hundred. I don't know, but maybe maybe it is. Maybe somebody will know uh, power power limits on uh, field day this year. Anybody know? Yeah, uh, no, Andy, Andy says his uh, FT950 has them in channels. That's correct. Mine did too. Yeah, but do you have a switch that says 60 meters? You know, they got you got 80, yes. 40, 20. You got one that says 60. Yeah, on the uh, 101MP, I'm looking at it, and it's got 5 meg. And most of the ASU rigs have a 5 meg, and then it's channelized from there. I'm looking but, at the uh, ICOM here, the 7610. It does not have... It does not have a five meg button, so I I don't know, I don't know. I, I know that I have to go to memory or something. That, that I th maybe they're I think they're in memory. Um, yeah, I'll have to to look up on yeah. how to get to it in the the one hundred and one. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just a button for me. Yeah, but I've got continuous scrolling, so I'm going to say for the transmit side. I'm going to have to find the, the button. Well, Andy says no field A for him. His amplifier is broken. Hey, you could probably I work never, field A. I have never used an amplifier Yeah, you can, you can make some contacts without it. Shoot, I get 1,000 plus contacts on 100 watts. Hey, guys, I am planning to talk about amplifier and no amplifier. <laughs> And noise. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm planning. I'm planning to take a break here. Go to North Carolina here in July, to our home over there. Some of the family's going, and uh, I'll probably be over a couple weeks. So we'll probably do the show from over there. 
but it won't be much, you know, it'll probably be about like tonight. We'll probably talk about news items and things happening and question and answer, just to make it simple. But I'm getting, and I'm not going to take my radio. I used to take my 90, uh, my 7300 over there and, a t- and uh, uh, an auto antenna tuner and, you know, a long wire to put in a tree and all that. But, you know, since then I have built up my remote base here and maybe I need to, show you guys our remote base again here pretty soon i'm using ham radio deluxe right now on it and it it just ham radio deluxe looks beautiful controlling my uh uh i've got a ts570 kenwood uh on remote base and of course uh ham radio deluxe does not support audio so the way you make the remote base work is you run Skype, you, you, you connect with Skype, and that connects to your speaker and your mic here on this end. So now you have your audio channel, and you bring up, and I use something like TeamView, and I use TeamView, and I bring up uh, Ham Radio Deluxe here in the shack, and it comes right up on that radio, and you see the frequency, you see all the sliders, you see all the knobs, and everything, and... Uh, I'm getting it back going. I haven't used it in probably a year, but I'm, I'm setting it back up today uh, where I will use that when I go over to North Carolina. Now, we were talking about amplifier versus no amplifier. Where I'm going with this is I'll be 100 watts. Uh, I'll be 100 watts only here with the 570. Not going to be running an amplifier or anything. Uh, I use uh, on the remote base, I've got a... Um, off-center fed antenna out there, which will work multi-bands. Uh, and uh, because of that, I can use Hammer Deluxe, and I can change the 570 here from any band, 80, 40, 20, 15. And since the antenna works on all those bands, I don't have to you know, tune the antennas or switch antennas or anything like that. Uh, and it would be a little difficult to, to for me to have an amplifier hooked to that because... You know, the amplifier has to tune up uh, on whatever band. I don't have a solid-state auto-tune amplifier. So we're just going to run 100 watts with our remote uh, our remote base here. That antenna's up about 30 feet in the air out there. But, uh, you know, uh, it will work. And I'll have my tablet or my PC there and a little headset with a microphone. And I'll work, uh, I'll work HF through my remote base back here at home. Uh, let's see. I've tried both the 2000 and the 570 on uh, a remote base. I've got the 570 on remote base now. Yeah, and uh, Mark is asking, didn't you demo something that ran on a cell phone? Well, uh, this, yeah, I, I, I had another uh, remote base called Pocket. RXTX, if you guys remember, Pocket RXTX, and it was a, a pretty uh, slim down, but it was a very nice um, app that you could use for a remote base. But I was starting to have some trouble with it, so I've gone back to the Ham Radio Deluxe I have here. Now, anything that you can, I mean, if you can, if you can from from your phone, I can do it from my phone right now. Uh, I can just uh, uh, team view into my remote base here and bring up 
a ham radio deluxe and right here on my phone i can move the sliders i can do everything and of course i'll have my skype connection here and i i have audio both ways and uh so it i i really like it it looks it looks really good it's really nice for for a little little cheapy tablet nice big you know 10 inch screen it's really really cool Really cool. Let's see. Let's see what Glenn did there. What did you do, Glenn? I didn't do anything. You just. Oh, I saw you. I saw you. You just dropped me off. No, I saw you, man. Glenn no, loves it, his app. Glenn it, loves the app. No, I do not love this app. Chris wants to know what bands you're going to be running when you're remote. Well, I don't know. I'll be able to run any band. I mean, uh, it just depends. Uh, time of day, I guess. 80s not. 80 is no good during the day. Uh, Probably during the day, probably something like 20, you know, at night, probably 40 or 80. You know, I, I, I can run any band uh, from over there uh, through the remote base. Yep. Okay. And field day is field, field day's coming up. What yeah. was field day, 24th or? 24th and 25th. It's two weeks from, you know, well, it's Saturday after next. Yeah. All right. All right. So that's kind of what I mean. Let me tell you. I don't want to get on a, a rant or a rave here, but I got this issue. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Google, Microsoft, Skype. They're all the same people. And I had multiple Skype accounts set up. Uh, you know, we we use Skype for our show, um, used to. And I had Skype set up for for my uh, remote base. And I had to have another Skype account set up to call into it. You know, so I had multiple things. Now, now uh, Microsoft owns Skype, and if you've got one Microsoft account, that's pretty much it. And if you log on, log on through Microsoft, that's the account you're on. And I'm having all kinds of trouble switching. I finally got it working. I spent four or five hours a day trying to get the remote Skype end working, and uh, it was it was just terrible. But we got that part working, so I think tomorrow I'll be able to uh, actually. Find two everything, get some contacts, uh, make some contacts on it. You know, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I could probably set the satellite system up to work remote. Yeah, you could. Uh, because uh, it it the the uh, antenna systems are automatically going to follow the satellites. And uh, my it's Skype web would, browser interface. So yeah, yeah, and yeah, and the Skype would bring up the audio back and forth uh, in it, so I could actually do that. Now it might be something that we try to do uh, a little later down the road. Yeah, that'd be fun. I was going to try to build a little project maybe for the show next week. I was going to build a regen receiver. Cool. And um, 
I was going to build a, a regen receiver, and I had a couple of diagrams, and I saw the guy using it on YouTube, and it, it sounded terrible. It was awful. I think it could be improved. So I decided not to go with regen receiver. So I may I may just build up another. I just may build up a, a receiver that's not regen. You know, something simple you can build out of the junk box. You know, three transistors, four transistors max. Maybe two transistors and maybe use a little uh, LM380, what is it, 386? 386. Now, you actually know the 386 has been discontinued. Oh, has it? Well, TI has discontinued it, but it's still available Uh from other sources. They've got a new replacement, a 14-something. Let me look that up. Well, I've got probably a bunch of them here, but you know, hey, maybe I build up a little two, uh, little two transistor shortwave receiver and use a LM386 or something for the audio well, amp. I, I still use the LM386. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the LM4862. Oh boy. Uh, the issue with that is it is a surface mount component, whereas the 386 oh. you can get it in the the through hole sip or the the dip. Arrangement. Yeah, so yeah. I prefer the 386. They're still available, but TI has officially discontinued. Yeah, the 386. They asked if I still have the rig pie. I do still have the rig pie here. I haven't used it. Uh, I was part of uh, helping to evaluate the rig pie, and it got to where. It got to where there were being firmware changes like every single day. And I hated upgrading that. And it also used a program called Mumble for audio. And um, I don't know why the developer picked Mumble to be the audio. Because Mumble was just as hard or harder to set up and get working than it was the RigPi. You could just as easily use Skype or something that you didn't have to, you know, really set up. If you guys remember that uh, that remote base I had, uh, that uh, what was it? Uh, Howard uh, Nurse. R R F R uh, R R X T X. The the one we were just talking about earlier. Uh, it used a, a Java-based audio that worked both ways. And uh, I guess we had, you had to run a little client, but still, again, it was really almost no setup to it. But yeah. so yeah, I still have the rig pie. I'm not using it. Um, it seemed a little tough to to use. Um, I kind of kind of kind of like the HRD one I'm using now. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the rig pie. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I haven't. I haven't really touched rig pie. I, I guess it's doing all. Right. I guess people are buying it and using it now. Maybe they've got it perfected. Uh, it was a little more difficult for me to uh, to use. And I, I'm I'm a, I'm of the old school. You know, I'm an old tube guy, and uh, uh, you know, been a ham now 59 years. Boy, 
I don't know if I'll make 60 or not, but 59 years. And, you know, I'm not I'm not into a lot of stuff like Glenn. See, Glenn's a young guy there. Glenn's doing all this digital stuff, and he knows all this stuff, and he can program it. I can't program. And uh, so I, I in my lifetime, I worked very little digital. I tried digital out a couple, maybe a couple years ago. Uh, I played around with some FT8 for three or four days. And that was about it. That's about the only digital I've ever done. So, so I don't know. Well, I don't know. I kind of cut my teeth on teletype. So that's kind of, yeah. You know, well, I, I too. really, really enjoyed teletype when I was young. And so that's yeah. kind of driven my digital side stuff. I mean, I built many a terminal unit and had a model 15 and then a Kleinschmidt teletype in my room and uh, just something about that you know that mode i really really enjoyed yep all right guys we're getting close to we we've got a few more minutes for the to the show here um if anybody has any more questions this is the q a show for glenn and tom tonight so uh, better get your questions in we may not answer them next week Yeah, I, I didn't actually, tell you. I didn't tell you the position. W5KB113. It's been up 250 days. It's right now off the French Southern and Arctic Lands Island. If you want to know where that is? That's down near Antarctica, near Heard Island. Heard Island is just uh, a little bit southeast of uh, where uh, 250 is right now. All right, well, I think we covered a lot tonight. Let's see. Yeah, tonight is the Glenn and Tom show. Hey, if anybody would like to come on here with us, we'll make it the Glenn, Tom, and somebody else show. You know, we can always do that. So come on in here and join us. And yeah, remember, and I go back to work next week, so you want to see me tired. It'll be next week. And remember, remember, you can still get Amtoria Roundtable Band, Back to the Bone. Bad to back, the Bone. Back to the bone. Oh, bad, bad to the bone. Bad, bad to the bone, man. Or you can get the Soul Man version right there. These are all digitally uh, done uh, on uh, CD. Uh, does, do people still have a CD player nowadays, or is that? Actually, I do. Do you? I yeah. actually still burn CDs. Okay. But well, not, not like I used to. I pretty much moved everything up to thumb drives. Yeah, like like bad to the bone, thirty nine ninety five. But if you need a CD player with it for just another dollar and a half, we'll throw in a CD player, right? Pretty much. All right, guys. All right. Is it popcorn time? Yeah, it's popcorn time. Okay. Hey, guys, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, you've been watching uh, Amateur Radio Roundtable. Tonight was just a kind of general uh, talk about Amateur Radio news and answer questions that our viewers had. Uh, we're glad you tuned in with us. Thank you for being with us. Uh, hit that subscribe button down here. It's, it's over here. It's, you know, it's over. It's, it's right, right there. Hit that subscribe button right there and uh, join our Facebook group, W5KUB. 
and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us, 73. Good night. And for all you other guys out there, 73s. I'm, I'm going to come and spray paint 73 on your yard. Yeah, somebody asked about her from Martin lately. I was going to call Martin today. I haven't talked to him in a while. I was going to call Martin today. I had some questions, and I need to get Martin back on the show here. And uh, maybe uh, maybe we'll have him on here in a couple weeks. Uh, oh, man. Okay, good night, everybody. It's been fun. Save me, save me three.